You are listening to A Bigger Life, a podcast by The Crossing on how to live into God's bigger story. Hi, welcome back to A Bigger Life. I want to continue one more week, or one more time, I should say, one more episode, looking at some of the prayers of the book of Revelation. Remember, Revelation is not about the end times. It's Revelation is the, the, the idea of looking behind the scenes, revealing behind the scenes reality from a different angle, and in this case, from the angle, so to speak, of heaven, what's happening behind the scenes. And it's showing us a story in chapter 5, we left off after chapter 4 of Revelation. Now we're going to look at chapter 5, and it's showing us a story of what the gospel is. A lot of times we wrongly think, we've wrongly been told that the, the gospel is believe in Jesus so you can have your sins forgiven, so you can go to heaven when you die. Now that's not the gospel. That's not even the teaching of the Bible. But somehow that's slipped in and, and sort of become what we think our narrative is. And I think when we think of our Christian life inside that narrative, it's, it's kind of not livable because it's not real. And so Christianity becomes boring. It becomes somewhat irrelevant. What becomes really exciting are things of the world because that's the world in which we live and that, that's what's real. When we understand the real gospel, I think it changes that. It, and, and we see that here in Revelation 5 where it's not about having your sins forgiven so that when you die, you go to heaven. But it's about inheriting a will, a testament, a, it, inheriting a deed. It's inheriting an ownership of what God has created you to inherit. And that is to be a person created in the image of God so that you can rule over his creation in his image, reflecting his glory and his love, and his care, and continuing his work of creation. And so when we, we read Revelation 5, it's, it's apocalyptic language, and so it's using the symbols that would be understood by the Christians who lived 2,000 years ago. So we have to do a little homework to understand these images, understand what's going on here. But let me just read and comment, and then I want to show you how to turn this prayer that we see in Revelation 5 into a prayer that you can use to praise Jesus and thank him and praise him and even remind yourself of the real story that your life is in and remind yourself of the real gospel. Because when you understand the real gospel, that's when it, it's exciting. That's when you start seeing your life in it and, and it becomes something that is very relevant to every day in your life and to the aspirations that you have as a human being. Let's look at Revelation chapter 5, verse 1. John is in a revelation, and he says, I, Then I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne. So that's God. That's God that was worshipped in chapter 4. And so him who sat on the throne is God, but he has something in his right hand. It's, it's a scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. Now, this is imagery, writing on both sides. Remember the, the covenant that God made with Israel through Moses were two tablets written on the front and on the back. That was a legal document, a legal covenant, a relationship between God and his people. Two copies, one for us, one for God kind of thing. 
And so here we have similar language where there's a scroll. This is now newer technology than stone tablets in 1400 BC. This is now in the first century AD. There's a scroll, and this scroll is a legal document. It's written on the front and on the back, and it's sealed. And it's like a deed or a last will and testament. It's an ownership scroll, a legal document scroll. And it's sealed with seven seals. In other words, if we think about the seven days of Genesis 1, this plan that God has for the world, for the earth, for humanity, for all life, for his creation, and these seven days culminating in the seventh day of God's rest, of shalom, of flourishing. This is what is the kingdom of God. It's yet to be realized. We're not there yet. And so this scroll is in a, in a very symbolic way. The number seven is all over the book of Revelation, just like it's all over the book of Genesis. Very symbolic of God's redemptive plan. This scroll is, is sealed with God's redemptive seal. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth, in other words, nowhere, nothing, nobody could open the scroll or even look inside it. There's this will that God has for humanity, this deed that God wants to give the earth and give the world over to humanity, but there is nobody worthy of opening it. This incredible gift, this incredible possession, no one is worth, no human being is worthy to take. So verse four, I wept and I wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. Then one of the elders said to me, do not weep. See the lion of the tribe of Judah. So this is Old Testament language talking about Jesus who comes from the tribe of Judah, the root of David. He comes from David. These are, this is all Old Testament language that was always prophesying about Jesus, the one who would reign on his throne forever. He's triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. So here's, he's saying this, this one born of the tribe of Judah, this one born of David's lineage is going to be the human being that is the only one worthy to open up this scroll, this deed, this legal document that God wants to give humanity. No one is able to take it. Everyone is sinful. Everyone's fallen short of the glory of God, but there is one human who's worthy. And that's this lion of Judah. And it says in verse six, then I saw a lamb. Now this is imagery again. This is the book of Revelation. The lamb is the one who represents the sacrifice for taking God's wrath. I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain, standing at the center of the throne. So this, here's one who had been slain, standing on God's throne the very center of God's throne. He's God. He's coming from God. He is God. He's at the throne of God. And it says in verse seven, he went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. So this is this lamb, this human that's uh, coming from the very throne of God, who comes from the tribe of Judah, who comes from the ancestry or the lineage of David, the descendant of David. And he is a lamb that was slain. He was sacrificed for sin. He comes from the throne of God and he takes from the right hand of God this scroll. And it says in verse 9, these four living creatures and the 24 elders, these beings that we saw in chapter 4 that are somehow around the throne of God, they sang a new song saying, and here's the prayer, here's the praise, 
you are worthy, saying it to the lamb, to this descendant of David, this one from the tribe of Judah, this human that comes from the very throne of God who takes the scroll. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain. And with your blood, you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. So this is not a die and go to heaven. This is those who have been redeemed by the blood of the lamb who was slain, who is a human being who comes himself from the very center of the throne of God. So he's God, but he's also fully human, fully God, fully human. He is one who is slain for sin. By his blood, he redeems. He's from the tribe of Judah. He's from the the descendants of David. And he redeems, and this is, by the way, through Mary. God was his father. Mary was his mother. So fully God, fully human. He takes the scroll And by his blood, he's able to redeem. He's able to buy out of slavery. People from every tribe and language and people and nation on earth. And he's making them to be a new humanity. A kingdom. And priest. Now, priest sounds like a very religious word. We don't have positive images when we think of priest. But this is biblical language that means someone who fully represents God to creation and creation to God. So we are redeemed by Christ. We have been forgiven, not so that we can go to heaven when we die, but so that we can stay on earth and be a new kingdom. And people who fully represent God as created in his image and fully represent creation to God, not as sinful people, but as people who are worthy to come before the presence of God. This is what Genesis 1 is all about. This was the intention of the sixth day when God created human beings in his image so that they would rule and exercise dominion over all his creation and continue his work of creation. We're coming back to that because of this scroll. We're being purchased back to that because of Jesus's blood. People from every nation, tribe, language on earth, God is building a new humanity and they will reign on the earth. This was their praise. This is why they're praising Jesus. This is the gospel. This is what he accomplished by his death on the cross. This is what he accomplished by his resurrection. And then it says in verse 11, I just want to read this real quick because it gets to another prayer that's kind of cool. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands and 10,000 times 10,000. And they encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders in a loud voice. They were saying, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. What's that all about? To receive these things. I think what that is, is a glimpse inside the scroll. It's a glimpse inside what humanity was created for when we were created in God's image. We were created to live in power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise from God. That was lost when we rebelled against God. That was lost when we were exiled from Eden and the earth of thorns and thistles and dust and death. 
this exile that we live in is not a world that we have power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. We're trying to get it. We're trying to get it through idolatrous means. We're trying to get it for ourselves. It's all dysfunctional. It's a big mess and it creates dysfunction and it ruins people's lives. But here we have it in Christ. Christ is the one who takes the scroll of power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise that was intended for humanity to be kingdom and priests that we would reign on earth forever. He takes that deed. He takes that legal document, that will and testament. He receives it back on behalf of humanity and brings us back. He purchases us out of slavery to death, out of slavery to sin, and brings us in again to this place of power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Returns us back to that status of what it means to be a human being created in the image of God. This is the gospel. This is the story God has created you for. This is the story that Jesus died and rose from the dead to bring you back into. This is your inheritance in Christ to reign on the earth as a king and queen and a priest to serve God and to serve creation in his image, live in his love, reflect his glory. This is the story that your life is in. So let's take a moment here and just praise like the angels, these 10,000s upon 10,000s of angels are praising Jesus for because of what he's accomplished it would be good for us to understand what is so amazing that these angels, ten thousands upon ten thousands, are praising Jesus for. We ought to have an idea ourselves so that we can see Jesus as he truly is and worship Jesus for the reasons these angels are worshiping him. That we would have this overwhelming sense of awe and joy and glorying in the glory of what Jesus has accomplished so that it brings this sense of of power back into our lives, the sense of living in the love of God back into our lives, the power of God back into our lives, the glory of God back into our lives, that our lives would be filled with this hope and aspiration of living in this purpose that God has created us for and redeemed us for. So let's make verse 9 our prayer, and I'm going to also, uh, verse 9 and 10, and then we'll make uh, verse 12 our prayer as well. Let me just lead you in a time of prayer, and then let's, let's do this together. I think this is a kind of prayer of reminding yourself of the gospel and the story of your life as in and praising Jesus for it with the kind of awe the angels have will bring a kind of power back into your life because it's, it's the truest thing, one of the truest things you can pray. Lord Jesus, this one that the scriptures told us about ever since the very first page of the Bible, the very first book of the Bible, this one from the tribe of Judah, all the way through the Old Testament, this one who would be a descendant of David, this one who would come, who would be the seed of blessing through whom all nations on earth would be blessed, this one who is human, who comes from the very center of the throne of God, this one who is human, who is able to take the scroll, I praise you, Jesus, that you fulfilled all righteousness for me. That you have come from the very throne of God to become a human, to suffer and to be slain for me, to purchase me from death, to purchase me 
from sin, to purchase me from the judgment that I should have to live under. Instead, you have redeemed me. Instead, you have bought me out of judgment. Instead, you have bought me out of death. You have bought me out of the dust, out of the thorns, and out of the thistles, and out of death, to become a, a, a person of royalty. You have purchased me because you were slain, and by your blood, by your blood, you have purchased me for God. I have been created for God, and I have been purchased by you for God, and now my life lives inside this purpose of being for God. This purpose of receiving this scroll that you have received, and I get now, I'm able to live now under the the, the, the power and the wealth and the glory and the riches of this inheritance that you have purchased for me and purchased me out of this judgment so that I can live inside this plan of being on the earth forever, reigning with Jesus in the image of God. This incredible story, Jesus, that you have redeemed me into this judgment that you have redeemed me out of, this, this lostness, this worthlessness that you have redeemed me out of, this fear that you have redeemed me out of, this anxiety that you have redeemed me out of, this purposeless life you have redeemed me out of, this sin and the judgment for my rebellion you have completely paid for by your body that was slain, by your blood that was shed, you have completely, 100% paid in total the cost for my sin, and you have bought me out of, and now I stand for God, able to reign with you forever on the earth, able to be a priest with you forever on the earth. Some task you have for me that I will be able to represent you in glory. I will be able to represent you in power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor, living in praise. This, this good news this kingdom of God that has come. And so I repent and I follow Jesus as my king because I want to live inside this story of glory and wealth and honor and power and wisdom and strength and praise. And so I join ten thousands upon ten thousands of angels right now, and I praise you, Jesus, because you are the Lamb of God. I praise you, Jesus, because you are the human worthy to take the scroll for me. You are God who came and suffered and died for me. Just like the Apostle Paul says in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I live now in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This is what you have done for me, Jesus. You have given yourself for me. You have purchased me. You have purchased me by your own blood. And so now I live for you. I live for you, for God, inside your story that you have for me. Thank you, and I give praise to you for such incredible redemption that I don't have to pay, but you have already paid it. And I thank you that you have made my life a life of purpose, 
You have made my life a life of praise and glory. You have made me an heir of wealth and power and honor. To reign with you, to continue creating with you, and to have this incredible honor of reflecting your glory and living in your love upon the earth forever in Jesus by a resurrected body like Jesus. Thank you. I praise you, Jesus. I give thanks to you, Jesus. I bow my head to you, Jesus, because you are worthy, not me. You are worthy. And therefore, I receive this incredible gift by your grace. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to A Bigger Life, a podcast of The Crossing, a church in Columbia, Missouri. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and give it a rating so people can find this content more easily or consider texting it to a friend or posting it on social media. Thanks for listening.